Would you pray with me, church? Lord Jesus, we invite you into your house that you might fill us until we're overflowing with your goodness and your likeness. Father, send your Holy Spirit upon each and every one gathered here this day. Revive us. Let the world see the living Christ through us. We give you praise and thanks, Lord Jesus. Amen. Joe Murray, to answer your question, yes, I think we should. I will announce it. This is one of the announcements right after worship. If you were at the administrative board meeting the other night, you would gather in my office for three minutes. We have something for you. Some announcements are in your bulletins. Does anyone hear? Wait for the microphone, please, Kate. microphone for my voice? Oh, um, this has got nothing to do with church, and I'm sorry about this, but um, I have, if anybody does canning, I've got canning jars with cleaning out a basement, um, pints, quarts, and, and jelly jars, and I've got a bunch of dishes, too. Um, I really, if you know anybody that wants them, please get them. They're in my car. Um, if not, everything's going to the thrift shop. Okay, thank you. Do you have canning lids? No. Ah. <laughs> Anyone else? Um, we uh, purged some things out of the cabinets in the kitchen, and there are a few things on a table downstairs, and there are some large pots that could be used for canning also down there and a couple other items. So they'll be gone by Tuesday if you want to look at them today. Do the pots have lids? It's all about the lid. Anyone else? Who has young disciples then this morning? Tammy. No, I, I can get up. Okay. Are those M&Ms? No. Oh. Not M&Ms. Close. Come on, Nolan. All right. Do you want to sit up here by Pastor so the guys can be together? When the girls are done, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, as you know, the, the lesson today is love one another. As we all know, Jesus loves us and he wants us to love other people just like he loves us. And if you look at this bag of goodies here, there are airheads and Skittles. There are a lot of different colors, aren't there? There are different shapes. Just like if you look out here, we're different shaped. We have different shirts on. We have different pants on or shorts on. And in the book of John, 
He says, the book of John, chapter 13, because we are loved by him, we are called to love like him. The extent to which we love one another validates and communicates our faith. So the important message here is, if somebody does something wrong to you, forgive them and still love them. You don't have to, as Pastor said last week, you can disagree with somebody, but you can still love them or like them. You don't have to dislike them or hate them, because hate is a pretty strong word. And so when you look at this bag of candy, remember, we're all different, and we're all loved by Jesus, and he wants us to do the right thing and love one another. Let us pray. Our kind Heavenly Father, let's share the love with the world. There are too many issues that get lost in hatred, and there's no need for it. To give us peace and tranquility, let us love and forgive those who have done wrong against us. In your name we pray, amen. I'm sorry? Would you help me? Yeah. <laughs> you get that out. <laughs> Thank you. I would. Who has it? Right up front. He's starting already. Joys and concerns, folks. Well, I have a real joy that uh, uh, my daughter from Hawaii is going to be coming to visit, and uh, i got to go pick her up next week, Sunday, and uh, she'll be flying into Flint. So I'd like to press for her for a safe flight from Hawaii to here. And the following week, we're going to have her here so you can meet her. I have a couple other prayers for, uh, uh, once again, for Mike and Dawn Vargas and their daughter uh, has the COVID and she's doing well. Um, the friend from the motorcycle, Christian Motorcycle Association is uh, Gary Phillips. He's becoming, a, he was injured in a car accident years ago and he lost the sight of his uh, right eye, but he's going to have eye surgery coming up next month. Pray for him and uh, just so many prayers for all of them. I'm just so glad to be here and not really injured, but I'm getting stronger every day. So God bless. Thank you. Niece Cheryl North Lewis became ill Friday morning and was taken to emergency, given a pint of blood, and then transferred to Bay Medical, received another pint, had a lot of tests yesterday, having a CAT scan today, and she is a diabetic, and we do not have any uh, cause. What was the first
one joy is that I'm always happy to do the backpacks. Um, we had a good time um, putting the backpacks together and shopping for that, and it was, you know, easy and it went quick, and it's always fun to do, just knowing that you're doing something for somebody else. <clears throat> Two concerns. One, keep praying for my mom's sale. It's, 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 it's a hairy situation, let's just put it that way, and it needs to be done and over with to give her some peace. Um, and also, there's a woman named Kimberly in the Mayville area. I don't know her, I'll be honest, but um, she's homeless and she needs a home quick. So Kimberly needs a home. I'd like prayers for a friend of mine named Rick. He's in the hospital in ICU, and they're having tr difficulty getting to the bottom of his issues, so prayers are greatly needed. I've got prayer and a praise. The prayer is Dennis and I are going to have our third teenager come this Saturday. <laughs> She's going to be. So first girl that's a teenager. But the praise is, she was born three months early, weighing less than two pounds. At the time, they told Dennis they were going to try and, um, I had a lot of health issues caused by the pregnancy, and they were going to try and get one of us to live through the event, and 13 years later, we're still both here and doing fine, so that's a huge praise. Lots of prayers went into it. Like prayers for our pastor, he's having eye surgery tomorrow. Okay, I have three. <laughs> okay, the first one is for um, my cousin Jennifer. She's um, having some issues with her feet and her hands, swelling and a rash and very painful. Um, it is getting better, but she could use our prayers. Second one is let's keep Kim and Ed in our prayers. He is home. I haven't heard from her in a couple days, but um, he did come home a few days ago. But she said he's very tired and sleeps a lot, so just keep them in your prayers. And the last one is, if you would pray for good weather on Saturday. We are having our um, daughter Trisha's bridal shower at our house, and it's planned for outside. So just pray that everything goes well and the rain stays away. I got this right? Okay. First, it's a joy, 40, 49 years Thursday. <laughs> if she can put up with me for that long, uh, yeah. But on a serious note, her surgery didn't take, and they got to redo it Friday. It was supposed to be, what, last Friday? And, and they had to cancel it because of the storms. Uh, so they got to start from scratch again. I wish your prayers for mom. I've got a joy. Um, we, I was at a, talking about bridal showers, I was at one yesterday up in Bay City. Um, I don't know, have you ever run into Don Wojcicki? Don? Yeah. yeah. I know Don. Okay. His um, younger daughter, um, 
Julie's getting married, um, and uh, she and my daughter Naomi were raised together and went to Bayshore together, the whole family, for like 20 years. So um, beautiful uh, Polish wedding it's going to be, and uh, um, his, her groom's um, parents are right from Poland, and you should have been there for the food. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Yesterday, uh, some of us went to Grady's first birthday party, and there he is. He was a little t um, hesitant about the frosting until uh, Dad gave him a taste, and he did end up destroying it, so uh, he was very precious. I thought it was a potato salad. I want to lift up Mr. Arthur Ritus. He's surely an agent of the devil. So you always talk about how crazy the world is lately. So Thursday afternoon, about six or seven miles east of Honor, there was a family there, a mother of three, intentionally shot and killed her five-year-old daughter. They don't know why. Anyone else? Then let's talk to our father. Where do I begin, father? Let's all begin at the foot of the cross. You who freely went to the cross that we might have life and that our sins would be forgiven. This morning we bring back to the cross a wide variety of prayer concerns. Lord, there's an unspoken request that's on my heart heavy this morning. Father, this afternoon I'll be sitting outside of a care facility window praying for my longest earthly friend. where the machine is keeping him alive so he can breathe. And COVID's keeping the facility shut so no one can get in. Lord, I'm just trusting in you that Louis will be able to hear me. Am I selfish to 
to ask for a successful eye surgery tomorrow. Lord, that I might be able to see. But whatever the outcome is, Father, thank you for your amazing grace. And I left up Cindy Rugenstein to you. That as they prepare for the surgery yet again, it will be successful. Lift up Gary Phillips and his eye surgery coming up. We seek traveling mercies from Hawaii. We lift up Cheryl, who's in the hospital with a variety of issues. Lord, it's hard to understand how in this great nation that not far away there's a homeless woman in the land of abundance. Miss E is going to be 13. Give her patience. Give her body healing. Lift up Jennifer to your father. Lift up Ed and Kim. Lord, why would something happen to where a mother would shoot her own child? We live in an evil, evil time where the believer has to take a stand and make a noise. profess Jesus Christ as Savior. And as Joe reminded us this morning that so many already knew arthritis is not anybody's friend. But oh one day one day we'll shout from the mountaintop we receive a new body and a new earth and we'll reign forever with the Savior Father I'm torn to pray for good weather I was asked just a few days ago to pray for rain. 
so the crops would grow. And today we pray for no rain. So I have an easy solution for that one, Father. Have thy own way, Lord. Have thy own way. And Father, if I have forgot any, you know. Thank you for safe travels for Kevin and his crew. And continue to watch out over them as they travel. Thank you again for a quality time with Reverend McCallum. And Lord, as we go to do Diane's funeral this week, give me words that will penetrate the hearts of those who gather. And thank you for Tammy's message this morning on love. Soon our educators will be back in school full swing. We pray a hedge of protection around them and the students. We thank you, Lord. that you might hear us as we pray, as we pray our Father. Ushers, if you would gather.
Father, thank you this morning for these two special ushers. For Mary Lou, who is the church secretary, and just a wonderful blessing to all. And to Jules, who is the mayor of this town, and is a wonderful blessing to all. Lord, thank you for them. Thank you for the gifts that each giver has given this morning. Tithes, gifts, and offerings that allow us to continue to be your church. May you find us faithful to the task, Father. We praise you and we thank you. Amen. Hopefully there are no issues with the sound this morning. Any as of yet, Ken? Do you think it's because of the hearing aids? Oh, you're plugged in? Because I've had them both in since I started. to have such issues. Can't see right and have to go have eye surgery, can't hear right, have to have hearing aids, and then your friend tells you that your hearing aids are messing up the sound system. <laughs> your sister tells you to pray for rain and your other sister tells you not to pray for rain. Good thing is I work for the Lord Jesus Christ and I'm highly favored in his eyes. So however, however it turns out, it's all on you guys. Low maintenance, right, Lon? Did you know what the message this morning was? No idea. I got a text. I think on Thursday from my friend's daughter who lives in Canada and she said I don't know if you've heard but dad's not well dad being my friend Louis I've known Louis for over 40 years him and I did a awful lot of drinking together in our younger days. When I met Jesus and my whole life changed, I had one friend who didn't abandon me, and that was Louis Souter. And we have remained in contact with each other over these many, many years. They found him unresponsive and took him and put him in intensive care. And the machine is keeping him alive. And then they moved him to a care facility to wait out his 
hours or days, however it may turn out. And I just found out last night that I can go there this afternoon and have prayer with him outside of his window. Coming out of the pulpit to say this, that really stinks in my opinion. I've done that one other time when I climbed a 20-foot ladder to sit on a set of scaffolding and have prayer with Barbie doll before God called her home. I know what unconditional love is. The third chapter of John's Gospel, starting with verse 11. I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen, and yet you won't believe our testimony. But if you don't believe me when I tell you about earthly things, how can you possibly believe if I tell you about heavenly things? No one has ever gone to heaven and returned, but the Son of Man has come down from heaven. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. So that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. For this is how God loved the world. He gave his only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son the word of God for the people of God. Why don't people believe? Why don't people believe? Why is it so hard to understand how much Jesus Christ loves us? and how much he has done for us. What happens if you take your last breath today and you haven't accepted Christ as Lord and Savior? There's no second chance after you've taken your last breath. Why do we make it so complicated? Why is it so hard for us to love each other? I don't know. Other than the evil one, the author of confusion, 
Satan, the devil, the greatest liar to ever consume your mind, confuses us. And we get in this trap that we can't see clearly out of. When I think of people, it's like this young woman that Elizabeth mentioned this morning who's homeless in the land of abundance. It shouldn't be that way. Ken mentioned this woman who killed her own child. I can't even begin to comprehend that other than the fact that there's evil in this world. But we have victory because of the shed blood of Jesus Christ. We have victory. You, you know what I see part of the problem as? Now, some of you may get offended by this statement, okay? You either love me or you won't. The church has gotten lazy. We get anxious. You know, it's 20 to 11. Usually we're done by 11.05, 11.10, sometimes a little bit later, sometimes a little bit earlier. But, but I've noticed, and not just so much here, but in other churches that I've pastored, Yet we'll go to a sporting event and spend hours there. I went to a doubleheader Tiger game one time. And the first game went 19 innings. Didn't have a problem with it. Second game went 17 innings. Didn't have a problem with it. When I was a prisoner sitting in the pew, I was one of those. First, because I, I wasn't saved in the beginning. And I really didn't want to hear what the guy was saying. Because I knew I wasn't right. We get anxious. I love my home church so much that one Sunday I took all the clocks out of the church and I hid them. It wasn't good. Because we get anxious. I always tell people, if you're going to have me at lunch because I went over, I like meat and potatoes and green beans and corn. I like homemade bread with lots of butter. And I need a couple of different kinds of pie. See, I'm greedy that way. But we get anxious about things. Why don't we get anxious and sharing our love more? We had a homeless man in Croswell. The church offered him a place to stay. When you come in the door, there's a breezeway. The outside door is unlocked. You come in the door and there's four steps 
in a cement slab before you go to the locked door to get you into the building. We would allow you to stay there. But we wouldn't let you come in that locked door to sleep on that couch in that heated room. And that was supposed to be okay. That's not okay. Or some, some will say, well, that's better than sleeping out, outside. You ever sleep on a cement slab? It's not very comfortable. Love! The greatest love that God gives us is his son. And we in the church, in the body of believers, we're supposed to be imitators of his love. We're to be a reflection when we leave the building and go out into the world, they're to see Jesus through us. I want to visit a man. And the wife said, well, you just can't preach to him. That's okay. I preach on Sunday morning. When I come visit you, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you and plant a seed that maybe something you hear through prayer will make a difference. The greatest, in my opinion, the greatest sermon ever preached is without words. It's by your actions, by loving them unconditionally. See, when, when I speak of my friend Louis, I was one of the best supporters of the American Legion Bar in Croswell. And Louie and I would gather every Friday night and we would drink. I'd get paid on Friday and woke up broke on Saturday because of all the alcohol we consumed. But when I got saved, my unchurched friend still loved me anyways, never judged me, and I never judged him. A few years ago, I did a funeral in the American Legion in Croswell. When you walk into the door, you walk into the glass door, there's two doors, two ways you can go. Both of those doors were shut. There was a bench right there. I walked into the building and I had a panic attack. I mean, I didn't know what a panic attack was before then. I started shaking. I started trembling. Water was just pouring off of me. I couldn't breathe. And I sat down on the bench. And a woman walks in and she looks at me and she says, you want me to call 911? That's how much of a mess I was. And I said, no. I'm getting enough courage to walk through that door. And it took 20 minutes, if not longer, for me to get the courage to get up and open the bar door and walk in there. There was a, there was a, a sense of relief from the Holy Spirit. I felt good for a minute. My bar stool was empty. But a lot of those bar stools were full by the same people I, I used to drink with. And 
part of me was sad that they didn't have what I had. Because the only way I got uh, sober from drugs and alcohol was because Jesus Christ delivered me. It wasn't my idea. I was happy being a drunk and a drug addict. God had a different plan for me. And it was the church that showed me about Christ-like love. That we can love you just how you are. See, first you repent from your sins and your wicked ways, and then you let God put you back together the way he sees fit for your life. And great is our reward. And the best is yet to come. I feel the same way about eye surgery tomorrow as I did the night before I had open heart surgery. Whatever my lot is, Lord. It's, it's difficult on Sunday morning having to read like this. When we were at Miss Mahaffey's celebration of life last Saturday, it's 96 degrees out. I was doing pretty good until sweat started rolling in this eye and then I just couldn't see, period. But God gave me words and only a few knew I was struggling to see. Grandma said to me, I just about came up there and took over for you because I knew you were struggling. Do you ever struggle with any issues in your life? He meets you at your point of need and beyond. It was his amazing grace that helped me through. I'm going to do Aunt Diane's funeral this week and I'm nervous. I know it's going to be a lot of folks and I want it to be perfect but there's only one who is perfect, and that's Christ. And I want to speak about love and Christ-like love and how we're to love each other. Do you find it hard to love people? Do you find it hard to love your neighbor? And then the great, the great debate arises as, who is my neighbor? everyone outside the door is your neighbor the greatest of God's love is Jesus Christ the father gave the son for us for the forgiveness of our sins you know what we forgot to do would you pray with me for a moment father I lift up Haiti to you at this moment and the earthquake that has come yesterday and devastated parts of Haiti again there have been hundreds injured and hundreds who have lost their life Father make a way for UMCOR and the American Red Cross thank you for those who have volunteered to help thank you Lord Amen. I believe it was 2010, the earthquake in Port-au-Prince, Haiti, and we had a mission team 
that was stranded there for almost two months. I pray for God's grace. The purpose of God's love is to open the future. Our hope is in that we'll be fine faithful when we stand before him. And our future is to worship him for eternity. And we're to love everybody. There's no conditions on it. I'll love this one, but I won't love that one. This one, God requires us to even love and pray for our enemies. You don't have to like them. There's a difference between liking and loving. We're required to love them unconditionally. What does that unconditionally mean? We don't judge them. That little was a good example. All different colors, all different shapes, from different packages. And that's us, like Tammy said. If everybody looked like me, it would be a scary place. If everybody looked like you, it would be a scary place. But he requires us to love each other just how we are, and our reflection is of him. Because to love him, he is love. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about Jesus Christ and us being the best reflection of him that we can be to the world. Then we have his reassurance. The reassurance that he went to the cross for me and for you. And you can't stop somebody from going. You can't pick and choose who you think is worthy of his grace. Because his grace is for everybody. It's the individual's choice. Choose for yourself this day who you will serve. You know, Tony Evans said, because people think that, uh, well, just go see the pastor and everything will be okay. That's not right. The pastor's a sinner just like the rest of us are because we're born into sin. Sin is our nature from birth. When we accept Christ as our Savior, we get a second opportunity. It doesn't make us perfect. We're still sinners, and I think we need to ask for forgiveness every day. Well, I don't agree with that. Well, have you had somebody pull out in front of you when you're driving? Lately? Huh? How... What's your first response? I just got the new cap on the truck a few days ago. I don't look like a hillbilly driving down the road anymore, do I, Eldon? I'm coming out of Yale, about 55 miles an hour, and a woman decides to pull a U-turn in front of me. And I had to swerve into the other lane, onto the gravel, down into the ditch, and back up on the road, and she stopped like this in the highway, in the center of the highway, with a root beer float in her hand, and she waved to me with one finger. And I stopped. I wish one of my ladies would have been there to tell me this isn't very pastoral, what you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> 
And I said the Lord's Prayer. Because if I wouldn't have said the Lord's Prayer, I would have chased her down. We are work, we are all a work in progress in our faith journey. And if you ever have a pastor in the pulpit that tells you that he's perfect, hog time and get him out of here. Because nobody is perfect but Christ. We're to try to love each other. I'd tell you 17 days and Karen would tell you two Sundays. What are we singing? Jesus, the very thought of thee. Jesus, the very thought of thee. Just to remind the administrative board, we have a quick meeting in my office to remind the rest of you as you leave the church this day, let your light shine out into the world. That if you plant a seed along, it could change someone's life. Now, Father, we thank you for the privilege in this great nation to be able to assemble in a Christian church on Sunday morning. We thank you for your holy word that is available to all of us. Now, Father, we seek your Holy Spirit to fill us as we leave this place. And may they see you through us and what we say and what we do and how we love. God bless you, church, and God bless America. Amen. Yes.